0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Got some catching up on some things to do today. Some things I didn't get to earlier in the week. And I have an announcement I want to officially share with you. You would be amongst the first people that I tell this announcement to, and I'm excited to do that. So lots of things to get into. Email todd at toddhuffshow.com. And you can watch the program, well, I think on Facebook, YouTube. We're still in we're still in YouTube timeout. Um for forgetting talking about the election. You can't do that. Don't want that to happen. We don't want to of course, um, we talked yesterday about how talking about the election, the election, and having questions about it, was it's being set up and being forced into the same, uh, what I want to say, the same template, I guess, as talking about COVID, and now we've seen all the leaked emails from Fauci, and we're headed down the same path with the way that we're allowed to talk about the election as well, but YouTube will shut it down. I did see trending on social media. I do look at this from time to time. Trending on social media is um, the phrase. What is the the phrase was why I got canceled in four words. I don't have four words. Maybe I'll come up with four words. But YouTube, YouTube is run by leftists. Is that five words? Dang on it. That's why. YouTube is run by leftists. Dang god, YouTube's one word, by the way. YouTube run by leftists, how about that? So, here we are, and lots to get into today. I want to start, where do I want to start? Let's see here, I think I want to start with um, maybe the most important issue that we're facing today. This is an actual soundbite from yesterday I think it was yesterday's press conference for the folks who act like the Trump administration and the Biden administration are treated equally in the media I have one simple thing to say you got to be kidding me and this is this is so I I just the questions the, the the difference between it's it's remarkable to me to to watch how otherwise smart people are tricked by this stuff smart people who many times uh well smart people who call themselves you know democrats and tell educated people they 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 think that trump was a nazi they think that the biggest threat to our democracy is Donald Trump's Twitter account. They think that I know we have a constitutional republic. I don't want to get into that, but they they think the biggest threat to our system of government, our way of life is Trump's Twitter account, his Facebook account, um, whatever else Trump might be saying, and so forth. And but they they watched how his white house was treated i mean the the news coverage was consistently 90 plus percent negative of his administration and so forth sometimes even higher than that in the into the mid 90s heck it might have been in the upper 90s a a couple of times when they measured these things and they don't see how the media and the democrats and the narrative stir the pot they don't maybe they don't care to see it there's different types of people some folks simply will excuse it other folks are blinded to it. And here's a good example of someone blinded to it. And this is a good example of why, of why people are easily, I guess, led astray on this. So this is an actual question Jen Saki got. I'm not sure if she has to circle back on this answer or not. But she's asked this question in a press conference yesterday. You cannot make this stuff up. Here you go. A little update on the white house cat is that something that's still happening here our readers are asking us a lot so i, feel I, like I bet a right to ask. i've been joking although maybe it might be true that we're waiting for a bad news day uh for that to, to come out sure. if you see a tail wagging coming out of the briefing room you'll know something bad's about to happen uh, i don't have any update on the cat i know that she's asked about the white house cat Recently, Biden was asked about. Remember, he said, "I'm eating chow." Was it chocolate ice cream? Oh, the the press pool saying, "Oh, ah, chocolate ice cream." This is <laughs> this is so patently absurd and ridiculous. And this is the antithesis, folks, of how well a of how the media should treat the president. I mean, they they should be, you should be respectful. You should be. No kind, but you should also ask difficult questions. They were the opposite of this with Trump. Why don't do we know Trump's favorite flavor of ice cream? I think Biden's been asked about this numerous times. Was Trump ever asked? I know Trump didn't have a White House dog, which of course caused pandemonium. This was probably another son. Maybe Hitler didn't have a dog, so therefore Trump is Hitler. There's another example. I don't know. This is the way this is done. But just. It is right there. It is right there for anyone with eyes and ears to see that we are being played, we are being manipulated, we are being misled, We are being fooled and tricked, or at least that's the attempts uh, by these individuals when they when they um, do their what they do. This is ridiculous asking about the White House cat. Did she Did Jen Psaki say too she thought she was going to have to wait for a bad news day? What is that? That's kind of tantamount to admitting. Oh man, I don't want to talk about stuff today. Would somebody please out there ask me about the White House cat so I can talk about so I can talk about that. It's much more I don't know, it's much more comfortable uh, comfortable for me to talk about the White House cat today instead of whatever other ridiculous thing biden has said or done and there we go this reminds me too i had a short story i don't remember um who who told me this but i i it was someone that i personally know they were traveling and they were sitting they happened to sit next to someone they didn't share the name of the journalist but someone who they said was a well-known journalist in american media and they were striking up conversation on the air he was on the airplane and some things were, were being said and some questions. My, the, the, the individual telling me this was someone with conservative beliefs. They followed the news, they knew what was going on. And the questions this individual was asking the journalist um, made the journalist, you know, they were tough questions for the journalist. And the journalist replied by saying, Well, you're not our audience. <laughs> you're not our audience. Because basically what the journalist was saying was, You know too much. And you, we're not really talking to you you think for yourself you follow the news you know you know the narrative and again it was tantamount to admitting that you know too much to be tricked and fooled you know too much to uh be tricked and fooled by questions about the stupid white house cat are we kidding are we kidding ourselves here again there there has to be a medium a middle ground here there, you can't have when when a republican is in the white house You can't have complete angst and, well, angst in the public created by the media, but you can't have hatred and vitriol and personal smears and comparisons to Hitler. And then when the Democrat gets into the White House, ask them about their favorite flavor of ice cream, their White House cat, um, whatever other nonsensical, meaningless, little silly thing, how cool he looks in his aviators, which is, of course, a joke as well, this is this is a power to some folks this is a powerful almost hypnotizing force they lose their ability they lose their ability to see what's actually happening it's just like when they turn on the news and every night they see stories biden good biden good biden good democrats good republicans evil republicans evil republicans evil and they get hypnotized into this well why is it why is that good why are the policies he's endorsing good? Why do we care about his favorite flavor of ice cream? Why do we care about his stinking White House cat? And this is whether or not you're a cat guy or not, I cat lady, whatever. I, why do we care? I tell you why they, they care. It's because it helps them to paint the narrative. They've created or they're trying to create. They've created in some people's minds and in the minds of other people, they're trying to create this this notion, this idea that Joe Biden is just this innocent, kind, old, gentle, grandfatherly figure. Ah, it's just Joe being Joe. Yeah, he says things sometimes that we got to chuckle at, but he's got a great heart. He cares what's great, what's best for America. He's here to make America heal and to cross this divide. Meanwhile, behind closed doors, he's dropping, according to uh, reports, if you want to believe as we normally get from the media unnamed sources biden dropping the f-bomb on his staff every time they say something he doesn't like kamala harris and her team were reportedly were upset that she was given the role of borders are which is something else i want to touch on today I and mean, that was that's being reported as well and they're moving this country ever more further to the left by obama excuse me not to be confused with the We've got the Biden administration and we've got the old Biden-Bama administration from previous years, as we've been told. But the old Biden-Bama administration spokesperson, Barack Obama, he said recently that Biden is basically continuing the good work of, of his administration. So we got the third term of Obama's administration, according to Obama, and candidly, according to what we're witnessing take place before our very eyes. And this is this is not a good thing. For America, it's not a good thing. I mean, you, you look at the problems that are opening up and like, getting started around the world. Some things that are, uh, I mean, from Ham- Hamas and, and Israel, which, yes, that has a lot to do, it's at least influenced to some degree by who's leading the country here because the response of the commander in chief and who's going to be held accountable and to what extent. You got the Iran rule got unemployment you've got economic we got uh, the economy is again we 've talked about this all over the place we've got the policies we've got the way that they want to change forever fundamentally our elections and talking points that go along with that, which is Republicans want to suppress votes. Give me a break, give me a break that's why I say every piece of legislation the Democrats introduce should be branded. Should be branded with all of our might as voter fraud legislation. That's what it should be called. Since everything Republicans do to try to make sure elections, you know, candidly don't have people voting that shouldn't be voting, Democrats are against that. They're for basically open polls, open borders. It's. It's a mess. We see this on so many—we we see pipelines being shut down, Anwar being shut down. The idea that this isn't going to affect the price of gasoline, which, of course, deep down inside, even though they won't admit this readily, that you've you got to get a hidden camera into a, an event to hear them say this. They rub their hands together gleefully whenever they look at the price of gasoline going up because that means you and your family drive less they have more control of course it's all under the guise that they're somehow saving the planet saving the seas from rising because of course that's only be- when trump's president or when we're drilling an anwar or using the keystone pipeline that those things are are at risk of course they ignore the fact that getting away or doing away with pipelines mean that oil and, and gasoline oil in particular is being transported on the Highways and on our rail lines, which is much more, I guess, risky uh, for as it pertains to spills than having a pipeline. On and on and on this stuff goes. Obama's third term, that's basically what we've got here. This is not a good thing, not a good thing for America. And we're talking about cats, talking about the White House cat. That's how this works. And when my friend had that conversation with the journalist on the plane when he said, Uh, The journalist told him, you're not in our audience, Uh, you're, those of you listening to my voice, the vast majority of you who follow this stuff closely, you're not in the media's audience either because you're free-thinking Americans who candidly um, aren't tricked and fooled and led astray by this nonsensical gibberish rhetoric, crazy argumentation, um, lack of logic, and so forth. But here we are. This is where we find ourselves. Quick timeout is necessary. Lots of other stuff to get to today. You're listening here to conservative, not bitter talk. By the way, by the way, I have to announce this. Well, this isn't the announcement I have, but concert. If you want a chance to enter to win concert tickets to the Justin Moore concert, I'm doing our first drawing today. I've got four pairs of tickets. Everyone who's signed up as a subscriber to our email newsletter, which is totally free. You're going to be entered into, It's going to be four drawings. First one's going to be today. I'm going to send out an email a little bit later to the winner. Um, if you want to get in on that one and be in all four of those drawings, make sure you subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, totally free, todhoffshow.com slash subscribe. Do that here this morning um, as I will be drawing uh, after the program re- uh, ends here uh, today so make sure you do that if you want to get those tickets again i'm not paying i'm not paying for your airfare if you're outside if you're listening to my show from outside the state which i'm glad you're listening you got to be able to get there but the tickets um, the tickets are yours and you can see the concert if you would like to enter to win that again com slash subscribe be back here in just a minute Friends, summer is upon us. I love this time of year. Love this, uh, the weather. I'm so much happier when it's not frigid outside. But it might be time to check that air conditioning unit. Units sometimes aren't able to keep up with the hotter weather. You may have already begun experiencing that. If that's the case and you're looking for someone to help, consider. Our good friends at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing. Economy Heating and Air dot com is the website. Call them directly 317-831-5279. 317-831-5279. Economy Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing twenty four seven service. Check them out today. Economy Heating and Air dot com. So before the break, I mentioned. And yes, I still got to to tell you something I'm excited about. I don't want to do that yet though. I don't want to do that. I wanna I wanna talk about uh, what's being reported from Team Kamala Harris. From Team Kamala Harris. This is an article in the Daily Caller earlier this week, June, so maybe even Tuesday it looks like. These are some of these things I stack away, you know, stash away until I've got time to get to them. but I think this is this is an important thing. I think this is illustrative. I think this is maybe a teachable moment. Um, just something worth highlighting when it comes to politics, especially well I say politics in general, um, even both parties here. So this is something that is we have to stop this kind of we have to first of all acknowledge that this exists. understand that this is the problem that many politicians have regardless of their political affiliation politicians uh, kind of behave like this and anyway I just it's it's just it's quite telling and i compare and contrast this with the trump administration and it is it is just such a it's it's so rich and full of things that we need to learn and understand and make sure perhaps most importantly that other people understand people that just follow this stuff as in sort of a hypnotic trance when they're when they're told the news of the day, but here is the headline: Kamala Harris's team reportedly panicked after Biden gave her immigration assignment. Staffers, I am going to read a couple of lines from this. Staffers to Vice President Kamala Harris reportedly panicked after President Joe Biden placed her in charge of the administration's response to the immigration crisis. Remember, this is her job; she's the ultimate immigration, or the borders are, I should say and she's not even been to the border. It's been a couple of months now. She's been closer I think to the Canadian border than she has been to the southern border. When when they're asked about this, they say I don't know, Kamala may not go there, what's the point? Uh, you know, she's trying to work with these other countries to address the root causes, the root, root causes of illegal immigration. Of course, they don't say that. They I don't know what they call it, but it's something, you know, that's much less um i guess telling as to the real state of affairs along the southern border the governor of texas i believe has declared a state of emergency because of the southern border it's a mess it's it's an unmitigated disaster and it wasn't like this it was not like this when president trump was in office so her her staff panicked why would they panic now, I, I I sincerely ask this question. Let's read the next. I want you to read this next part. The staffers were concerned with political blowback. That's why. That's why they panicked. Associated with the assignment, CNN reported Tuesday, Harris has not visited the U.S. southern border. And the article goes away. I must have hit the button there. But she's not visited the southern border and picking back up here nor has she held a press conference since Biden placed her in charge. Sounds like real leadership on display here. She is, however, scheduled to meet with the presidents of Mexico and Guatemala to address the root causes of migration. There you go, migration to the United States. And there's more to this article. But basically, I just want to compare and contrast true leadership, true leadership with politics. A true leader... And look, you, I know this isn't going to upset some people, but but Trump is someone that tried to fix problems. Trump has leadership qualities. Trump Trump's entire campaign. If you said what is the single issue, and you could you could say that there were other issues as well, or maybe other factors. You could say drain the swamp was a big thing that that Trump was campaigning on. But the, the issue, the the single biggest issue that Trump was campaigning on was the border. He relished the opportunity to try to stop this problem. And we had the wall. We had large sections of the wall being built. In fact, we've got the wall works so well, we've got Obama, excuse me, Biden's team, Biden's team continuing the construction of the border wall quietly. But the, the problem has gotten so massive. You've got Illegal immigrants coming across the border when they're asked, they're, they're asked questions when they're apprehended. A lot of them say Biden is president now. Is the, That's the reason we're coming. There's a new president and he's welcoming folks to come in and basically reinstating catch and release and all this sort of stuff. He is literally the face of the problem. And Kamala Harris has been assigned the responsibility of dealing with it. And instead of dealing with the actual, it, it's like this, it's, it's, let's say your house is on fire and it's burning. This is what this situation in my mind is akin to Biden or Biden has said to Kamala, Hey, address the house being on fire. And instead of calling the fire department, instead of spraying water on the flames, Kamala Harris has gone to the library She's opened up a book about fire, and she's reading the book about fire to understand the root causes of how fires start and maybe how cavemen did it and the history and evolution of the flame. And She's probably calling up Dr. Fauci or the equivalent of Dr. Fauci in the scientific community telling us, I want to understand the science behind fire. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, the house is burning down. The house is burning down. It's catching – it may be spreading throughout the neighborhood like wildfire, pun intended. And she's literally in the library. And she's the border czar. She's the fire czar in this, in this analogy. And she's not doing anything to stop the fire, but she's addressing the root causes. And the media strokes as, oh, yes, this is such an important thing. And I'm not saying – and by the way, if you want if you want to address the root cause, the root causes – of illegal immigration, first of all, well, there's multiple things there's the welfare state there is that that factor, and i've said for a long time we need the best way to combat this as far as making people not want to leave their homes to come here and I understand why someone wants to come here. The left doesn't understand based upon how they describe this country, why anyone wants to come here i've said this before. Based upon the country that Biden and Kamala talk about, there's no reason a single immigrant would want to come here because they they hate, this pl- they hate this place as founded. I'll say that. They don't like the way that this nation was founded. And why would anyone come to a nation describe the way that many – well, all on the radical left, many in the Democrat Party describe this nation? Why would folks want to come here? But that's living in a fantasy world. That's not the real America you look at the why people want to come here, and it's because America is a great nation. And the best way to make people not want to leave their homes is to export the ideas that have made this, this country great. And how can you export the ideas? How can you have a team, a leadership, who doesn't even like the ideas that America was built upon? How can we expect them to ex- export those ideas two countries like Mexico, Guatemala, whatever, Honduras, all these other countries where folks are coming from, which, again, I understand why they want to leave. I understand why they want to be here. But we have to – this is a sovereign nation, and we get to say who comes and under what circumstances, and there are laws, there are borders, and they need to be enforced. And if you're the border czar and the border's on metaphorical fire, don't go to the library and read a book Try to stop the fire this i is this that hard? is this that hard? I remember when I was in college quick story we had a a semester where we were it was a political science education like i don't know what they called it a co major class or something, and we were in a school an i p s school Indianapolis public school with with younger kids, and we were there for the whole semester and i don't know I don't remember the details of the class, but I do remember this I went to Butler. We invited the students to come to Hinkle at the end of the semester to, you know, play in the gym and to have lunch. And my job was to get lunch. And so I arranged to pick up a pizza from not a pizza, multiple pizzas from a restaurant. Yes, I see Oz. And so I made arrangements. The people that were making the pizza, I won't say the name of the restaurant because this is not the chain's fault. It was this particular store. I made arrangements for them to come in early to pick up multiple pizzas. And when I, I just had a feeling. I had one of these feelings when I rolled in that morning, they, no one was there. They didn't show up to come in early to bake, uh, to, to bake the pizzas. And so I, had, I went down to the local McDonald's, and I walked in, and I said, I got to apologize. I'm sorry to do this during rush uh, lunch rush, but I need X number of sandwiches for a bunch of whatever they were, third graders or whatever. And they made them. I took them back sacks of whatever it's cheeseburgers or something and i remember one of the girls in class said to me i wouldn't i just would have started crying when the pizza wasn't made and i said but we had hungry kids to feed what good would that have done and i'm telling you kamala harris the way she's handling the border as the borders are is metaphorically crying now and she's crying because of perception that's the other thing about politics politics is about perception it's about what it appears that you're really doing. It's what it appears, how you're trying to solve the problem. It's not whether or not you're successful. Oh, no, it's not that. It's, oh, she cares. She's trying to address the root causes. The rest of us that live in reality say the border's on fire, and she's doing nothing about it. She's crying metaphorically, maybe in reality as well. I don't. We don't know. <laughs> Behind closed doors, thinking, what on earth did I do? Hitching my myself to to president biden here gee whiz this is embarrassing i could agree and understand that anyway gotta take a break gotta take a break quick time out you're listening to conservative not better talk got an announcement here after the break that i want to share as well back in just a minute Welcome back, my friends. It's going to be a short segment, but I want to tell you this. I want to tell you something I'm excited about. I wanted to tell you about this for some time. You've heard me tell you that I have a face for radio, which is 100% true. Um, I just am going to actually have to prove that to you. I guess prove that to you because we are going to be we're going to be launching a television show on TV40 here in Indianapolis. It's going to first air. We're looking at 9:30 p.m. Monday nights. It's just going to be once a week to start off, and it'll be very similar to this show. It'll be just a little bit different, but but similar um, in, in many ways, uh, talking probably a little bit less about the current events and more about some of the, I don't know, the, the issues, um, the, I guess the, the fundamental issue issues with the issues, if that makes sense. Some of the, um, some things that are less tied to current events, what happened yesterday, more about, philosophy and and ideology of you know some of the the root causes of of the conflict of you know how we fight about issues in this country and we'll have some interviews and so forth as well working this all out the details we just uh i just came to an agreement with the the station yesterday and uh, i'm excited to do it and i want to i've i've told um some of our advertising partners and some conversations and I actually shared it with a group I spoke with a couple of uh, well I guess was that last week or the week before maybe was just last week but beyond that it's this you're the first uh, I I wanted to tell you you first because I I just love this this is this is fun and there's actually a lot of other stuff going on as well that I'm really uh, (laughs) really anxious to tell you excited to tell you about as well and I just look I just I I need to tell you first because i i just i'm grateful i'm i'm grateful for you listening to this program subscribing to the podcast signing up for our email newsletter following us on on social media sharing our stuff whatever you do however you engage with the program and and so forth listening on your way to work um wherever you are i'm i'm just i'm grateful we have uh, i get to meet I get to meet some of the best people um, around by doing what we do. And I get to share my thoughts with people that I have the utmost respect for. And I'm just – I'm truly, truly grateful and, and humbled. And I um, – it's, it's fun. It's fun. And we're, we're – look, this is, um, this is something that, that we believe in. I believe that this nation – is in at real danger and not from the boogeyman that the left wants you uh, you to believe that it is but we're at real risk of changing moving away from the ideas that made this country great and i tell folks if ideas and this is you know this if ideas are what made this country great And then we change and move from those ideas. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize at some point if it's the ideas that made a country great and you stop adhering to and following those ideas, it logically follows that the level of greatness that the the nation had attained is no longer the same. It changes. It's no longer that shining city on a hill. And I'm not here to to be a a doomsday... (laughs) Uh, predictor here that's not what I'm what I'm I'm still hopeful if I wasn't hopeful I wouldn't be doing this my family and I would be in a bunker somewhere but I believe I believe that if people hear and understand and feel the way about this country that I feel the way that you feel people will openly accept it and want to not everybody we've got we've got haters I'm under no illusion of of the, the everyone just loves this place but people, once they understand what we have, how special it is and why it is that way, they will – a lot of folks are attracted to that. That's why we have CNBU, Conservative Not Bitter University. That's why I think at the heart of all this stuff, the heart of all this, it's great to know the information. It's great to be able to process it in our minds as we talk about it on here and and so forth as you watch the television show, which I hope you do. Um which by the way, you'll have multiple ways to watch that and I'll share it, whether it's on TV 40 or uh, we'll have it available to subscribers if you want to watch it uh, through our services. You can download an app if you don't get TV 40 through your through your television provider or whatever. Um, but beyond just sharing information, we have to then take that information and become more effective at communicating and, and articulating the reasons why it matters to those in our inner circle, to those that trust us. And you folks reach people that I'll never be able to reach. And you've got the ability to persuade them. And that's, that's the root of why we have CNBU, conservative, not bitter university. All this stuff ties together in my mind, the TV show will be a way uh, to hopefully reach more people and to get the conservative, not bitter message out the, um, and, and why this country is great and the constitution and conservative principles and values and and christianity as well faith in christ which of course you know that i'm a conservative christian i know many of you are as well so excited to launch that again august 2nd is when we are slated to hit the airwaves on tv 40 and uh, thank you so much for helping make that possible quick timeout is in order though you're listening to conservative not better talk i am your host todd huff back in a minute Um, One other thing that I wanted to get to here, there's a couple of other things I wanted to get to, Um, but I wanted to get to this in particular, Um, because this is, this is important. Um, Sunday is the 77th anniversary of D-Day. You know, we're talking last segment about American greatness a little bit and what it is that makes America great. Obviously, At the top of that list are people who are willing to stand up and defend the ideas and the freedoms and the liberties in this great nation. And, you know, it's remarkable. Just um, sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here because I know you all uh, have a deep respect and reverence uh, for the military, for those who gave their lives. And last weekend was, was Memorial Day weekend. It wasn't just a long weekend. You see that tweet, Kamala Harris, enjoy the long weekend. That was, uh, I guess, her Memorial Day uh, tweet or whatever. But you know that there's a lot more to this, and that our nation—it's uh, not just the ideas. And although it is just the ideas, it's those who are willing to protect and to uh, to die and to die for the ideas of this great nation and the. D-Day was a just a, an unbelievable feat, and the level of evil that we were facing in World War II, not just from Hitler, but from the Japanese Empire as well, and America and the Allies came up uh, victorious, and the sacrifice was great, but this weekend is honoring, uh, will, will be the 77th anniversary on, on Sunday of D-Day, the invasion of of Normandy in the beginning of the liberation of Europe. Just wanted to remind you of that. When these things happen over the weekend, sometimes they they sneak up on us. So timeout is necessary. Back here in just a minute. Folks, that is awesome. Unfortunately, all the time we have, but I will say this reminder, if you want to have your chance at getting tickets to the Justin Moore concert here in actually in Martinsville, the Morgan County Fairgrounds, it's June 25th. Make sure you sign up for the free email newsletter. Some of you have done that and uh, totally cool to make sure you get signed up before I draw and do the first drawing, which we'll do a little bit later this morning, ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe. And, uh, folks, I just, I'm happy about the TV and thank you for again, making that possible. And I've got to run, have a great weekend. S D G. See you Monday. Take care. As a listen-